everybody, welcome to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. I'm your joyful host, Shanice Cleckley, and this is episode 10, Growing a Legacy. During this episode, we're going to be talking to Susan Cruz of the Huntsboro Hemp Company and her story of being not only the matriarch of the family, but the CEO of a growing company. It is amazing how this family works together to build a legacy for generations to come. So go ahead and sit back, take a listen to episode number 10, Growing a Legacy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. I'm your joyful host, Shanice Cleckley, and today we have our special guest, Miss Susan Cruz on. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good, good. Well, you know the first question. The first question is, what is your superpower or what are your superpowers and how do you use them to impact the world? Oh, I love this question. And it gives me goosebumps when you ask that. So it took me a long time to really recognize or accept my superpower. And one of my really great gifts and superpowers is to be able to illuminate the light within others. And I do that really by loving people or caring about people and wanting to hear their stories. And the way that I have really used it the most to impact the world is with young women who are starting businesses or following their heart. I'm a 30-year entrepreneur. I've had five different businesses. Some have been super successful, others not so much. So I have a lot of wisdom. And when I meet these young women who are starting in this entrepreneurial world, which goodness, Shanice, there's so many more now than like when I was in my 20s or 30s. Yeah. Yeah. So I just take interest in them and I share when they're open or wanting to hear or need advice or guidance or just someone to listen. That's what I'm there for. And I have also learned that another one of my superpowers or what I consider to be a superpower is I'm a great connector. Mm. And so in talking with people or learning their stories or hearing what their needs are, I'm always listening to you know, I'm not the solution or the answer for everybody, right? I don't know it all, but I know a lot of people. And if you are struggling in finances, I'm not your go-to girl, even though I love to keep up with my dollars and cents, I'm not your go-to girl. So I'm always saying, hey, you know, you may need to talk with this person or with this person. And I always ask, is it okay if I give out your information? Mm-hmm. So those are the things I really, um, those are two of my really good superpowers, illuminating the light in others, letting them see how they shine and shine bright. Because, you know, I I love that Marianne Anderson quote, there's times when all of us have our lights go dim, right? And if you just pour into people, then they lighten up and and it does such wonders for our world. How do you learn that? Um, because that is many times I would say that's actually a skill. We all have it in us, but it's one thing to execute bringing someone's um, specialness out. And it's another thing to, you know, know that you can do it, but don't do it. But what has convicted you to actually use that part of you? It took me a long time. 
I'll just say that. But I had I, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how did it I had to learn to listen to my intuition mm. and to listen to what God was telling me. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn to trust myself. Mm -hmm. And when I learned those things, I realized that my gifts are not for me. Mm -hmm. My gifts are to be shared. And when you share the things you love and you, you love people well, mm -hmm then that is how you can encourage and inspire people to live in their truth and in their light. I, I, I love that. Cause I, I like you feel that entrepreneurship is a ministry for many people Yeah. Um, where um, for me, entrepreneurship is my way of getting those um, gifts of others, like you say, and illuminating them and bringing them out and bringing them out in form of commerce which is right. amazing, which is great. When you do that for those women that you see, what is one of the, or a few of the things that you tell them to help them believe that they could actually do it? I mean, you have all these excuses. Let me explain. You have all, uh, I don't have time. I don't have the money. Yeah. How would I know how to do it? What do you tell them in order to get them started? So I'll, I'll use an example of a young girl that started a, a bakery, a baking company. And she, you know, baking is she, close to my heart. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you used to bake cookies. I used to bake everything. Yes. It, this is just the one that came to mind, right? I love it. Okay. Let's hear the story. I love it. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. So <laughs> She, she was passionate about it, right? And when she started, she was scared of how she was going to build her business. And we live in a very rural area, okay? My entire county only has 20, uh, excuse me, 12,000 people. I started to say 20. I'm like, no, our entire county has 12,000 people, okay. okay? So our city seat only has about 4,000. And, you know, she's like, how am I going to do this? And she's very, very well trained. And she is an incredible um, chef and baker. And so she's like, how? And so in asking her, I'm like, hey, well, what are you scared about? What? Tell me, what's, what are you afraid of? And she said, I'm afraid of not finding customers. Hmm. And I said, okay. And so we just started chatting about that. Well, what, what do you think your customer looks like? And helping her to see who her customers would be. And then she started a bread share program. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I found two or three other people. Um, one other woman is my age. The other one was in her 20s. And then I found somebody in about, uh, she's in her 70s. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I found these three women that we represented a different group of people, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm said, so what we need to start doing is we need to start sharing, whether it's on social media or phone calls, because like Jane, the older lady, phone mm -hmm. calls, what worked for her. We need to start sharing that there's going to be a bread share. Julia's going to have bread share once a week at the hub downtown and you can pre-order online, call or text or whatever. And that is how we brought customers to her. 
And that is one of the big things that got her business started. And then she moved on to adding farmer's markets and um, all around in our area. And actually in August, provided everything um, is still on track, she'll be opening her restaurant in our little downtown. And she did these things, um, porch dinners, and people would drive her 40 and 50 miles to come because her food is that delicious. But it all started with the bread share and with getting some people to back her to build the customer base. Oh, and you yeah. know, it, it explain to everybody what a bread share is. Oh, okay. So her bread, she still does. So what we do is we can go online. We, as I said, we can text her and we let her know. She lets us know what breads she's baking that week. Mm -hmm. And you pay X amount of dollars per week and you come up and you get your bag of breads. Mm -hmm. and they're all um, from scratch, local ingredients that are to die for. And what she has done during COVID on Thursdays in Oxford, we have home delivery. Ooh, so, home yep. delivery fresh bread? Yes, yes, Ooh. it shows up on your door. Oh my gosh, see, if I live closer, that would be amazing. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here, we have a flower share. That's like that. Where oh, you awesome. flowers, um, this uh, company who she says what's out and you order and um, she brings them. There used to be pickup locations, but you know, right. but she'll bring them to your home where you can yeah. now have fresh flowers every week out mm -hmm. of um, her farm, her flower farm. Right to do right. it. And I love those kind of things because it keeps things local and it lets you use all the things that's right there at your hand. But then like what you've done is as that connector is formed a community around her passion. Absolutely. Which is that, amazing. Yep. So, you know, that's what helped her to, um, you, you know, she moved forward there, right? right. And, and it built, it really built her, her confidence. And because everybody knew the food, the breads, the cookies, the pastries were going to be fantastic. And mm -hmm. they are, they oh, are. So, so that's it. Uh, and, you know, it's just a matter of listening in, in really paying attention to what someone is telling you. Right. You know, and, and you know, it's, it's not always connected to dollars, but a lot of times it is. And I, I just, um, being an entrepreneur is hard and fun and easy and challenging and exciting. I mean, it's all those things blended together. Mm -hmm. And you have a new industry. Well, you have an interesting industry for your yeah. latest entrepreneur uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, venture, I should say. Yeah. So let everyone yeah. know what you do now. Yeah. So thank you. I am the CEO and president of Huntsboro Hemp Company, which is a CBD company. And this is the most interesting business I have ever started. <laughs> I bet it is. Yes, it is nothing like any other business because of the legal ramifications around it, um, the challenges in banking, the challenges in being sure you're not making health claims, the challenges in ensuring your products all go through the legal processes, you know, it, it really has. So to let you know a little bit more about Huntsboro Hemp, I am married to a farmer and he, he is a tobacco farmer along with some other crops. And as most people know, the tobacco industry is struggling. Mm -hmm. And anywho, 
hemp was coming into North Carolina about, well, three years ago, mm -hmm. that they were going to try a pilot program. And in the beginning, my husband and his brother who farmed together were like, we're not growing hemp. We're sticking with what we know. But uh, they decided after studying the agriculture piece that it would be a good crop for them to try or to grow. And my son-in-law, I really have to give my son-in-law a lot of credit because he is the mastermind behind Huntsboro Hemp Company. He was in college at the time and he came home and he was so excited about CBD and about um, industrial hemp. And I looked at him and I told him, I am in the health and wellness world. I believe in natural resources. I believe in plant-based products but I think CBD is a crock and <laughs> I think it's snake oil and you better stay in school. And I, you know, I thought that because you hear CBD will do this, CBD will do that, CBD, and the list goes on and on and on, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And so what I did was his, his excitement was, was just, it, it just kept on going and going sort of like I was saying, you know, you see somebody that's excited and passionate and wants to do something so bad. Right. Right. So well, you didn't want to be a dream snatcher, but you absolutely. had to tell them the truth. <laughs> absolutely. So I set out on a study trail to become educated about CBD and find right. out why. Why were people saying these things? Why were people so excited about it? Mm -hmm. And could there be truth behind it? Mm. Yeah. And so I attended medical conventions where they're, they're MDs, chiropractors, mm -hmm. naturopaths, um, the list goes on, mm -hmm. um, nurse practitioners, people who use CBD and or THC with their um, patients. Mm -hmm. I also learned about Dr. Raphael Mashalem from Israel, who is considered the father of cannabis. Mm -hmm. He he discovered the endocannabinoid system, which is in our bodies back in 1964. So think about it. I was two. <laughs> system right. was discovered, right? And he is the one that really has done a lot of work about CBD. And he's, he's, um, he's a medical doctor. He's a research doctor, right. you know, just really knowledgeable. And so when I learned about the endocannabinoid system, which is in our bodies, right. And I learned about CBD and how it interacts in your body to reduce inflammation, which as a health and wellness coach, which as someone who has lived in that health world, mm -hmm. you know, that's what, what we're always trying to do, reduce inflammation in our body. Because it seems like inflammation is like the culprit for everything. For any, any itis is something is inflamed. Exactly. Exactly. So CBD will cure nothing. You know, I make sure I, I, people understand that message. CBD will cure nothing. Right. What CBD does is it reduces the inflammation in your body because this endocannabinoid system works with your nervous system. It works mm -hmm. with your skin. It works with your gut. It's working with it, everything in your body. And when you get it balanced, the endocannabinoid system balance is helping to bring your body to balance. Mm. And that is what makes it work. 
in a nutshell, that's a really easy way to say it. Well, I mean, it, it, you had to find the connection based on you being a, a health professional. So you're a health and wellness coach. And to be a health professional, um, it's kind of hard to figure out if something is real, even with anything, if you have CBD sold in the grocery store, but then you also, not the grocery store, in the um, convenience store, right. and then you also have it sold in this beautiful high-end doctor's office. Right. How do you know what's real? And people get that with anything. You have some people who are selling you snake oil about, I can get you six figures. But then on the, end is, on the other side is this person saying, I can't get you six figures, but I can at least show you the tools to help you get the six figures. It's like, what do you believe? Until you get to a track where it makes sense for you, right. and what you believe in your belief system, you really don't know what to do until you research for yourself. Exactly. And I, I think that's a very valid point, you know, and so I had to learn. And once I learned everything, you know, my son-in-law, me, my husband, we came together and we're like, this is the perfect storm for our family. <laughs> because, yeah, because you, you know, the farmer, the biz, the wealth, and then the business. Yep. Yep. And, you know, we've had my, my husband's been in that tobacco industry and I've been in that health and wellness industry. And it's like, we were at opposite ends of the spectrum, but now we were able to merge together where we use his agricultural knowledge. We use my health and wellness knowledge and the entrepreneurship, you know, mm -hmm. how to run the businesses and things like that. And then my son-in-law is the one who created our um, tinctures mm -hmm. and worked with the chemist to get them to the right formulation that we needed. And so what we did after we all came together and my, my daughter who is married to Garrett, and then we presented it to the rest of my family. So I have four children as well. Okay. Yep. I'm not a, I'm, I think of you as a long distance runner. I was a sprinter. This <laughs> was not five when number four was born. Oh, wow. You had five, four kids under the age of six? Four kids under the age of five. Under the age of five. Oh, bless you. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that you are still walking. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. It was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, I am definitely it really, it was a lot of fun. Um, 30 and six. Yeah. 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 So see, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you know, you're running those long marathons, right? I was in Kentucky Derby. Get it done. <laughs> Fast and furious, you know? Um, but anyway, so, so what we did was we presented it to all of our children. Um, so I say my seven children, three of the children are married and mm -hmm. one is not. And so um, six of the children are in the business and work it really hard. And, and there lies whole nother sets of challenges right. in working with family. But um, we've worked through them really well. And, and, you know, talking about one of your superpowers or, or gifts, one of the things that um, last year when we did our one year reviews, I reviewed um, the progress of each one of the vice presidents which are the children. Right. And then I also, they didn't know it, but I, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, I need you to review me. 
I, mm -hmm. I need you to, to review. And these are the questions I want you to think about, and then we'll schedule a time. And one of the, the beautiful things that they all said was that I was able to listen and to separate family and business. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that very interesting. Did they have a hard time or you um, being able to, how did you separate the family business? There's so many family businesses where you have squabbles. How did you make sure that everyone knew their position? So there's a couple things there. I will say we did and still do have squabbles, but I have set boundaries around them. We are not allowed to talk ugly to one another. Um, you have to watch your tone of voice. You need to remember that when we are gathered together in a business meeting, it is exactly like any other business meeting and you will treat us as res with respect, not as siblings, not as family. Good. And, you know, so there have even been times where I've had to say we need to stop right now and I need everybody to take a breath and I need you to think about those things, tone of voice, attitude, um, except, you know, whatever else needed to be addressed. So that's one way that I was able to do that. Okay. And I think because of my experience in businesses, because I have, I have been in direct sales before I built a large team and you, you have to learn how to separate um, business from personal, mm -hmm. especially in that world. Mm -hmm. And that is what I've really been able to do is say, you know, is this business or is this personal? Mm -hmm. And everybody started out in a pre vice president position. We ended up having to move two, three around um, and to find their fit, which is we have it really nice now. And I can tell you that was a a touchy situation. Um, Garrett, my son-in-law, what started out as vice president of sales, mm -hmm. and it just really wasn't a great fit for him. Mm -hmm. So we ended up moving my oldest daughter into that role, and it's perfect for her. It's beautiful, and we've moved him into business development. Mm -hmm. And you know, so when I first had to have that conversation with Garrett you know, I've, this is not working with you leading sales, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And I said, I need you to understand this isn't personally about you. And, and the kid put himself through college selling cars. So he knows a little bit about sales, right? But it's a different type of sale. It's a different type of thing. It's a different type of motivation and why as exactly. well. And so you had to use, which I am a fan of as a business development coach, I am always a fan of two things. One, building off of your personal strength and right. then two, building off your entrepreneurial strength and your right. entrepreneurial strength and your personal strength are not the same thing. I Many agree. times they are not your same thing, but I yep. do give you credit as a CEO to be able to recognize this in your own kids because yeah. as you have to, as mom, you're looking at them like, I know my kids. I know you know your kids. I'm looking at my kids and I'm like, I know right now I say, I know who's going to take care of me. I know which ones are just going to do like, and if we had a nursing home situation, I know which one would visit me daily. I know which one would just call to make sure that nobody's beating on me. And I know which ones would do the drive by and just say, Hey mama, how you do? 
um, Garrett comes from a very hardworking family and, and his, his dad did own a gas station at one point in time. So that's an entrepreneurial, but the other two come from families with no entrepreneurial experience. Mm. And so this was very but, different for them to not work for, um, the man and they are the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know we've been working with that and um and you know there's been a lot of growth with everybody and and i think just hitting just helping everybody understand so we have parameters when there are times when you come into my home that we are coming for business meeting right mm -hmm. and when you come home and it's a business meeting if we are going to start at eight o'clock and we're going to finish at 12 noon, between eight and noon, we are a business. We are operating in that mindset. Mm -hmm. But if we say we're finishing at noon, I expect the business meeting to be closed. Mm -hmm. After that, I don't want any side meetings. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody going over here chatting. It's done. Mm-hmm. And you have to set proper time. boundaries, especially since you're doing it in your home where they're coming over. You well, know, yeah. a, a bigger exactly. one would be, of course, when you have a, 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 a buildings like, okay, from eight to 12, we're going to be in the business building. And then after that, y'all come get cookies in my house. So, right, right. You know. And we do have a facility now where we do have um, a conference space. So, mm -hmm. so that does help. But for a while, we didn't. And it had to be, you know, it was here. Um, or or we would go to one of their houses right. and how um, long has the company been in existence so officially we had our first sales in september of 2018 okay so we're not even two um we actually it took us a, mm, gosh i guess our products were in product development for about a year okay. a year and a half and then the interesting thing was we were ready to launch our products in April of 2018, but the insurance was a bugaboo. And this is something that blew my mind. So I would say to other CBD entrepreneurs, so tell me, where did you get your liability insurance? I'm struggling finding liability insurance. Liability insurance? I don't have that. Oh my and gosh. I know. I'm like, wait a minute are you selling an ingestible product like something that somebody swallows and they're uh -huh. like yeah and i'm like you don't have liability insurance no no need for that and i'm like oh okay next so <laughs> <laughs> you know so i had to it, it took me a while um to find affordable liability insurance right. it is extremely expensive and um because we're in a gray space world it's new right? um it's a new thing being developed although right. it's been around for years it's something new for um a, e a commerce type of thing absolutely okay. that's this re-emerging product right. so that's that, that kind of thing. The other thing one of the other things that I did um gosh before while our product well, it was when we were starting to even talk about this is I found me an attorney in mm -hmm. the hemp industrial hemp CBD space mm -hmm. that had been practicing for and, and you know, he had only he had been practicing in the CBD space for three years. Oh. Well, you know, when you're talking about an, an attorney practicing three years, that's nothing right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he, he had been practicing 20 years, but 
But when you say three years in the CBD space, that's a long time. Right. You know, so now, I mean, now he's been in like five years, but he knew a lot. And every single one of our labels gets, um, gets approved by him. Our website, anything that goes on the website is approved by him. So we have to do these things to make sure we're following um, legal guidelines. But you're working off of your past experience too, which is yep. great. Many people have jumped on the CBD hemp um, bandwagon because it's a great moneymaker. And because it's very, very popular, not looking at the base model of what you need to do as a business is, are you incorporated? Um, are you in the right business structure? Um, financially, how are you going to keep it going? Liability insurance. I mean, just simple things that are basic business before you even sell. And right? you're a little different because I like the fact that you're grown and produced right here. That's right. Yeah. It's really nice. Everything happens within a five mile radius. Good. So I, I am not the farmer. I don't have to know that part. I buy my um, industrial hemp from the farmer, just like you would from a farmer, right? Mm -hmm. I, buy, I buy it the exact same way. It's just, I have this little privilege that I'm married to the farmer that grows it for me. Right. And, and, <laughs> and so separate companies. <laughs> that's right. We're totally separate companies, separate but companies. I get to watch it in the ground. I get to go out and touch it and see it. And then when it's harvested and he's cured it and I've paid for it, I pick it up and drive it about five miles from my house, from the farm. And we have it the biomass, that's what you get out of the field. And we take the biomass to a processor, five miles. I literally pour it, help pour it, dump these huge bags off tow motors into the um, vats where it's processed down into the CBD. And it takes about a week, but I can go in anytime and watch it, see where it is in the process. Right. And when it's, my CBD is ready, I go pick it up and drive it about two miles and to our process to our manufacturing facility so everything happens within five miles well you say money on gas don't you <laughs> we, do, we do yeah you know i wanted to speak it, it is very interesting this re-emerging industry because everybody thinks of it as the modern day gold rush yeah. that everybody is going to become a multi-millionaire overnight mm -hmm. with this product and it's it's just not the truth um it takes hard work. It takes um, dedication. It takes knowledge, knowing what you're doing. And, and um, in some ways, when, when an industry starts, no matter what industry, you have the boom. That's like all the people jumping in that think right. that's going to be the moneymaker, right? Right. Then you have what we call the bust or what is called the bust. And that is when too many people have jumped in mm -hmm. and every, not everybody's going to make it, Right. Right. And then you have the stabilization and that's when the industry is going to stabilize. What has, the bust has happened much faster than what we anticipated. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I projected that the bust would happen in 2021, possibly 2022, mm -hmm. but really 2021. And we have seen it really happen already in 2019 with the 2019 crop 
and into 2020. Of course, COVID comes along and changes some stuff changes up. Everything, right? Yeah, but I'll, I'll talk. I can talk a second about that. But, but anyway, you know, we have a lot of CBD companies, and we're going to see some of them coming out. You know, phasing out because right. they they aren't um, solid. And then we're going to see more emerge later on. I, 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 I personally used um, CBD last year. Right. Um, I was I was a skeptical person too because yeah. I number one I've never tried anything that would be altering to my system. I'm not right. a drinker. I didn't, I didn't ever drink alcohol. I didn't drink wine. I, I I really started drinking wine at like I'm 46, so at 37. Right. I drank, okay. I said, I'm going to start drinking wine because I'm tired of looking like Shirley Temple around people. And so, <laughs> and so I said, I'm going to learn. So my husband and I yeah. went to like wine um, vineyards and went to vineyards and different things and wineries to do stuff. And so I learned how to drink wine. So when I learned, I learned to eat it with food and pairings and, and stuff like that and liked it. But then I got pregnant at 39. And so I had to stop, of course. Yes. And I never picked it back up. So yeah. last year or year before last, I said, I'm going to pick up having a little wine again because I do like the flavors in my mouth. And lo and behold, I got diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. And yeah. so I said, mm, I will not be taking wine because I don't know if I'm using it to set it, make me sedative or something else. So I said, yeah, we're just going to stop everything. I stopped caffeine. I stopped everything. Just water and juice. Then, but my anxiety was still flaring and I had not gotten to the doctor yet to the mm -hmm. um, regular doctor. And so I went to a CBD store one day. Um, she came on a radio show that I had and I went to the store and I said, look, you said this is going to work. I'm going to need you to give me something to make this work until my doctor's appointment. My doctor's appointment is two months away, a month and a half and away. I need you to help me cope right now and so she's like well tell me about i mean i loved this woman because she walked through personally who i was mm -hmm. and she said what do you feel comfortable with how do you what do you do tell me when your anxiety flares tell me what's happening right and so we decided to start with gummies yeah because she said let me start she wanted me to do the tinctures but mm -hmm. she said then let's start with a gummy because you're not used to anything and I want to see how it works. She said, I think it's going to be too light for you, but I like this company and this company is great and let's try it. Lo and behold, yeah, they did work, but they wore off so fast because of my anxiety. And I was eating them like candy. <laughs> yes. And so, and then I did not have any, I, I can't remember it's full spectrum brush or what, it didn't have THC in it. So, right. you know, I didn't get that effect. Yeah. But then right. finally she said, Shanice, I'm going to need you to try this tincture. I said, but I'm scared. I don't know what it's going to do. I was already anxious. <laughs> I said, I don't know what's going to happen. What you mean? She said, just try it. Stay in the store. She let me stay in the store for like 20 minutes and let's see what happens. You've called your father. You called your husband. You told him where you were. We know your doctor because I'm, I'm scary. You know your doctor's number. I know how to get you to the hospital, but I promise you, you're going to be okay. I yep. said, okay. And so <laughs> I did it, put it under my tongue, waited. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that my shoulders went from up to they just went down. 
And I said, hey, I feel okay. She said, are you sure? I said, yeah, my mind is not racing. She said, well, do you feel high? I said, I've never been high, so I don't know. But I feel, I don't feel out of control. She mm -hmm. said, okay, good. You're good then. And so until I went to the doctor, I, I used CBD. And then when I got to the doctor, um, I asked her, I said, how do you feel? She said, you can use anything that you need to use uh, that will make you feel the healthiest. Nice. And I did. Um, I elected to get on Zoloft because I needed something a little more. And mm -hmm. so now I use Zoloft, but even while I was waiting for it, another six weeks for that to get into my system, I continued to use the tincture and we found the right formula with the right company in order to get me over where I needed to go. And then slowly but surely, I then, I am on medication now. And so I don't use the CBD as much. Right. But I still know I have it, but that's something that I elected to do was to use the prescription first. Mm -hmm. So, but I know for me, I still need a little bit when I have really high anxiety days. Right. It works well on my nervous system and I still feel in control. And you know, Shanice, one of the things that I love about your story, and this is what we try to do at Huntsboro Hemp, is the person offering you the CBD product took the time to get to know you yes know what you were trying to do and to understand your fears over trying this product right right and because she could connect with you and could help you understand the benefits and what it could possibly do for you you were open to trying and she and, wasn't the first store I went to because I went to other stores, but I felt like they were selling me. Right. Now, buy this, buy this, buy this. They didn't listen to me. That's right. And so that, that, you know, bring me to that point or that understanding is that, you know, the relationships, the connections are what are so important. And, and, you know, one thing that I'd like to share with you, you know, I know you understand there are three different types of products out there. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is looking to try a product, they can try a full spectrum, a broad spectrum, or a isolate based. Mm -hmm. Huntsboro hemp products are isolate based. We chose that because they're THC free and we can get consistent flavor in every single tincture. Mm -hmm. Your broad spectrum is also THC free. And then your full spectrum has that legal limit up to that 0.03 THC. And that's, you know, just finding people who will help you understand that and what and you that need. That was a huge thing for me because Absolutely. I was, I am that person who likes to feel control. I mean, when I had an epidural with my son, I went crazy because Y'all told me that I was just going to feel numb. You didn't tell me I wasn't going to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> numb and don't feel anything from the waist down are two different feelings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so with yeah. my daughter, I mean, with, I was natural with everyone else so I'm with, with my daughter. And so with my son, I'm like, are you kidding me? You are, you just numb me all that. And then you want me to walk after I and not feel my foot and they, they look at me and they said what I said I don't do well with drugs 
I don't do well. With, I don't do well with medicine. Y'all should have told me this. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. I hear you. I understand. I, I am giddy of life. Can you imagine me? And that was so funny. But with wine, when I did have alcohol, I'll get quiet. And so everybody says, <laughs> my husband went up. He's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, you're quiet. I think the alcohol. And so he's like, it's okay. So I'm a grown woman not knowing what it's going to do for me. That's right. That's right. So, so I love the fact that as a family business, you truly, you know, explain it to people and, and look at it and, and those kind of things. And I, I, I like that because that shows how you are as a person that you care and you know whether it's good or not for that person not even good it's more so of i will let you decide let me give you the information that's but i'm right. going to give you truthful accurate information exactly so what's next what's next for not just your company for you oh um you know what i don't know what what's going to come after but what what is right now is that because of covid we pivoted and we um we had all of our outside events canceled you know we had 16 events canceled oh wow that, yeah that we couldn't be out and selling so we really had to switch over to ensuring that our e-commerce was strong and and that's where we are in, in learning how to take care of our customer in that world and so that's where we're working and that's where we're growing and it has been lovely mm -hmm. during um covid we we've we're we're growing we're, we're doing what we need to do to continue moving forward and you know my focus our our focus right now is just to keep huntsboro hemp growing where people know that this is a quality product and that we're here to support you in whatever way that is whether it's just to educate you so you can go and make a great choice um, whether it's to use our products for the rest of your life or to help you in a time when you need a product, whatever it is. So that's our goal. And that's where we are right now. What's next is to continue growing, to get to that five-year mark. You know, I feel like a company is a baby right. until you're five, you know, and um, so that's what we want to do. What about you personally? What is Susan going to be doing? Ah, so, um, yeah. So just, I love to work. So it's really hard. People ask us, they're like, when are you guys going to retire? Because we well, have I don't, know. don't retire. Don't retire. No, no. Oh, you know, really. Fun. But what about you? I mean, there's yeah. be some things that are personally burning in you yeah. that you know so, that you're ready to pass on. Pass yeah. To so, give to us. So illuminate us. <laughs> I love that word. So yeah, you know, Susan, Susan wants to eventually retire from Huntsboro Hemp Company and travel and see the world. Um, and I, I'm 
confident we're going to be able to see many of the places that that God created us to visit one day again. And I want to continue to be able to enjoy our grandchildren and watch them grow and inspire all of them just to become whoever God created them to be, whether that's an entrepreneur or whether that's a musician or whether whatever it is, I want them to know to follow their heart. But for me, it's just... Um, to continue enjoying life. Mm -hmm. I, I have some ideas, but I will, I will save those for offline. Okay. But I see it though. I have an idea. I have an idea. So now let okay, everyone right know how that we can get in contact with you. Yeah. So if you're looking to get in contact with me personally, you can find me on all the socials at Susan Say Cruz. My, the middle spelling is S-A-Y-E. If you're looking to get up with Huntsboro Hemp Company, you can find us at HuntsboroHempCo.com and on all the socials, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Huntsboro Hemp Co. Thank you, Susan, for being with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for hosting me. This has been a fun time and it flew by. Yes, it does. It flies by. Well, we will definitely have you back. Thank you. All right. One of the fascinating parts about being a podcast host is I get to talk to some amazing and fascinating people. And Susan is now one of my all-time favorites. It's fascinating. To be able to be a matriarch of a family and run a company, her fifth company, did y'all hear that? Her fifth company. Um, it's just, it's hopeful. It, it makes me know that you can raise a family. You can live your passion. You can serve your God. You can do the things that you want to do and do it with passion. That is hopeful. That is life inspiring. So connect with Susan on Instagram, Facebook, connect with the Huntsboro um, company and connect with the Bootstrap Queen. Hello. Make sure you check us out at the Bootstrap Queen podcast. Um, any social media sites, we're the Bootstrap Queen. Of course, www.thebootstrapqueen.com. Subscribe on your favorite platforms, iTunes and Spotify. Tell your friends, leave a five-star review. We love serving you. And this has been a joy for me to be your host. Okay, until next time, I will see you later. This is the Bootstrap Queen Podcast.